Praise the Lord. Father, we give you praise. We bless your name. We thank you for what you're doing in our midst, O God. Father, we lift up our hearts to you. We trust in you with everything that we have. We don't want to say that we are alone in this. We know there are so many other communities that uh, you, uh, you have uh, kept in this light. So we just pray for wisdom, revelation, ability to speak the truth in season, ability to leave the culture and civilization of uh, divinity. We bless your name, O oh God. We ask for an outpouring, a throne room um, atmosphere in this place. Help us, O oh Father, in your name that is above every name in Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, most of the times, there are maybe two or three kind of people, okay, in nations. In, um, in in communities and stuff like that. That's gathering. Um, there are those who are in the leadership. And then there are those who are clueless. And then there are those who are in between. I hope you hear what I'm saying. If we are to go back to what Isaiah says, Isaiah chapter 14, it says, you who weakens the nations. And when they say, you who weakens the nations, it means that That sentence or that, that prophecy is being addressed to someone. <clears throat> and that person is the person of uh, the covering caste or the prince that rules over nations. Now, when they say he weakens the nations, he's not talking of one person. He's talking of not even one nation. It's talking about nations. I hope you hear what I'm saying. It's talking about nations. So it means that he has the capacity. He has the volume of wisdom, okay, that is, that has, uh, that is in so much abundance that it can spread over the different categories of people or the structure of people in nations. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. Did you get what I just said? Now, it is when you have the capacity. I don't know if you get. It's when you have the capacity, you know, like when there's an issue, okay? There's a problem. And then somebody comes up with the problem. Just like, you know what happened to Solomon? You know, two ladies came and um, they were quarreling. Okay? Because one of them was careless, the other one was wise. Both of them, I guess they were prostitutes or something. I don't know. 
or they were single ladies. It's, it's important to note that that kind of circumstance is not supposed to happen in a place like Israel. Because Israel is a structured and civilized society. So now, to now see two women who live together in the same room, and both of them have babies, something must have happened. You get what I'm saying? So when they came with their dispute or their, their issue, Solomon was not short of words. He wasn't short of wisdom. I hope you hear what I'm saying. You know? So what I'm trying to get across is that the, the being that we are dealing with and we are supposed to surmount. We are supposed to withstand and overcome. Has so much treasures of dark wisdom that he is able to deceive not just nations, but rulers and governors and the different stratas. Are you getting what I'm saying? That rule and govern nations. I hope you hear what I'm saying. The different civilizations, different aspects of civilization that govern or that causes a whole nation to run. Now, it's not just one nation. It's many nations. And out of all that collection of nations, there will be a head nation or a horn nation. I hope you hear what I'm saying. That governs those other nations or that those other nations tap from. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. I mean, what's going on right now in the U.S. and all that, there is a quest. Okay? There is a, um, a struggle for a horn nation. You get the demand of Satan right now is that the wisdom that was that America used to rule the nations of the world is getting to the brink of its expiration. So Satan is insisting, okay, that it be handed over to another nation. Okay? And America is fighting to hold their position. So if you, a believer, are in these nations, the issue is, what do you do? What kind of life do you live? This, this is very important to take note of, okay? Because if you just, you know, do your life, you know, each one of us have our lives. You get what I'm saying? Each one of us have our life. We have our own concept of how we ought to live our days. I hope you hear what I'm saying. It's already structured. Even if we don't know, the routine is there. And most of the times we live as if we are just loners. You know, there's a movie called Lone Ranger. You know, he doesn't work with people. He's, he's a ranger, but he's alone. And we tend to want to waddle our way through the jungle or the forest of this civilization, present civilization without having any sense of responsibility. I don't know if you get me. Without having any sense of responsibility that 
and as a command or an order has been placed on our shoulders to bring down this present civilization. So most of the time we'll see it as something that is other nebulous. Is that a good word? <laughs> you know, too far out and <coughs> it doesn't have to happen in my, in my time. It can happen to another person's, uh, maybe, my, maybe my children and stuff like that. But it's not so. It's not supposed to be so. And there's a need for each one of us to come to that place where we take up a mantle of responsibility to make our own contribution to see how things that ought to be the way God intends that it should be are put in place so that the process can run. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. If you have been fully convinced of the template of the assignment that you are you have, okay, if you are fully convinced, then it should be your responsibility to inquire and find out what role you ought to play, whether you see the next person or not. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. Did you hear that? And if you have the full... I, 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 my son likes to use their movies to explain some things. So I, I will just follow his style. I watched Iron Man and he remembered playing in his father's lab and I think his father made a movie for him ahead of time and he told him he says when you get to the age where you are watching this movie it means you have come of age did you hear? And he told him, he said, listen, that this and this and this and this is the plan. I have the plan. I know how it works. Okay? But I cannot implement it because the civilization of my day is not advanced enough to put this thing to work and by his own understanding and speculations he was sure that when his son comes of age civilization will have caught up with that idea that he had I don't know if you hear what like there's another guy who wrote Avatar the movie this guy wrote it I don't know how many years ago but he knew that this one cannot be properly acted because the civilization of that time when he wrote that movie could not, it was not like artificial intelligence at that time. You understand? They didn't have the software that could create a world and a realm. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. Did you get me? I hope I'm, you, you're following my track. So just as these two men downloaded a concept and were fully convinced that this thing can work, just like Yosef. Yosef told Israel, he says, I need you to take an oath. He said, God will surely visit us in this land but I won't be there with you. But I have one request when God visits the nation 
of Israel in this land. Take my dry bones with you. Did you get that? Take my dry bones with you. And he sealed it up in, the, in an oath. So sometimes I just wonder, why, how come Moses was so, he understood covenants and oaths. I wonder what kind of impact would that oath have had on the nation of Israel if they forgot his dry bones? You ever think of that? Do you understand that? Why did they take so much precaution to carry a dead man's bones? Because an oath was in place. A promise had been made. And everybody knew that you must. Are you getting what I'm saying? You must carry that dry bone. Now, all those things cannot happen when there is no culture, where there is no civilization, where there is no understanding of nationhood and the people. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. Did you get me? So I see a lot of believers just floating. No consciousness of nationhood. No consciousness of the reality of who you belong to. Who you are. I hope you hear what I'm saying. No consciousness. A lot of individualism. You know. Me, myself, and I. My family and all that. No, there's no understanding of community life. No understanding of civilized. I don't know if I'm making any sense. Do you get me? Do you get me? You can't afford to just be alone. Are you getting me? You are a people. I hope you hear me. You are a people of God. You are not just a people. You are a people of God. Do you understand? So you belong to a community of people. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. That consciousness must be deeply rooted inside each and every one of us. And we should have a commitment. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Whether anybody is there or not. I mean, look at Hannah. Hannah understood that there was a need for, for a priest in Israel. He's, she was able to, from her position, she's a woman, she was able to know that no nation can ever exist without a priesthood in place. She knew. And she saw all the misbehavior of the sons of Eli. And then she also saw the pain. She saw everything. And she was able to connect her own pain, her dry womb, are you getting me, to the need in God's house. And she was able, willing to give up her first son. I hope you hear what I'm saying. At an early age, She saw her son only once a year. <laughs> Did you hear? She saw that little boy only once a year, I believe. And she would always make him a tunic. <laughs> I hope you hear what I'm saying. You and I The consciousness of the nation of the kingdom should be in us. I hope you hear what I'm saying. And it should not only be in us when we, we can be able to turn around and see people with us. Whether anyone is there or not, 
I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. Whether anybody is there or not to support you. You don't even need to look around to see whether anyone is watching you while you're doing the work. I hope you hear what I'm saying. It's not... You will spoil things. Did you hear me? You will spoil things because your heart, the state (laughs) and the structure of your heart and the purity of your heart will be diluted. And then that offering and that which you were doing would no longer be relevant. It will no longer be acceptable. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. So it's either you or no one else. Uh, Do you get me? It's either you or no one else. I think Malachi said something. I'm not sure where it is now. But he said to those who are able to come together. He said the book of remembrance. Where is that? Malachi what now? Is it, is it three? Malachi three and what? Hmm? Malachi chapter 3 verse 16 says that then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another. Did you hear that? Those who spoke, who feared the Lord, spoke to one another. And the Lord heard them. Okay? It says, and the Lord listened and heard them. I don't know if there's another translation that will give us a different uh, rendering for that. But I know that Ephesians speaks in that. This is about the same thing. It says, then those who fear the Lord spoke with each other. And the Lord listened to what they said. So it's interesting to know that the Lord would listen. (laughs) Did you get that? It's interesting to know that the Lord would listen. Look at Ephesians chapter 5. Now all these things can only come to fruition when a certain set of people can come up with with an oath in their heart for the things of God, for God. Are you getting what I'm saying? For the kingdom. I hope you hear what I'm saying. We know that God doesn't work with uh, too much numbers. Look at Ephesians chapter 5. From verse 15, it says, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. It says, Therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is, and do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Now verse 19 now says, Speaking to one another, in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart unto the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord and Savior, Yeshua, the Messiah. Now, when you read that, I think it puts some bit of confusion in people because, uh, so I will be speaking to you I'm speaking to you. In what? In psalms and in hymns and spiritual songs. And then that says, making melody in my heart. What is that? My 
my call today is that there should be a passion for the kingdom of God. My passion is for us to understand the will of the Father. What the Father is looking for. If Hannah was like other women, she wouldn't know that God was looking for a priest or a prophet. Did you hear? And the interesting thing about that prophet was that that prophet started as a child. So that prophet never had any opportunity to be in sin. He was raised in the temple by the Spirit of God. I hope you hear what I'm saying. Praise the Lord. So we all have to make a personal, at least strive to understand what the purpose of the will of God is. Strive to understand what is called the kingdom of God. Strive to understand what God is looking for at any given time. Are you getting what I'm saying? Strive to come to that place where even if there's no one, you alone can take up the whole <laughs> mission for the whole nation. Do you understand? Look at yourself. The Bible tells us that the word of God tried him in Egypt. The word tried him. That young man suffered slavery. Went, you know, was strong with all the accusations and everything. Okay? Did not even know the end of the journey. Didn't even know, have, didn't, Understand, he probably just understood a little bit of the template, didn't have the full picture, but there was integrity in him. Are you getting me? And that integrity he walked with, and as the days went by, he was able to come to the knowledge of the full picture to the extent that he told his brothers, he Says, You guys thought that what you were going to do, you know, you, it, you meant it for evil, but God had a plan already. And even when he came to that position, he never, never ever attempted to lift up his finger against his brother because he came to the understanding that God sent him to Egypt for salvation of the nation of Israel and for a pathway for the Messiah. And he also saw himself as a book. His life was a book. Are you getting what I'm saying? And is that book that Yeshua read and knew what he ought to do when he came. So it means that the Spirit of God was breathing upon him all that time he was in suffering. All that time he was in slavery. It means also that every aspect of your life is not wasted. Did you hear what I'm saying? Every aspect of your life is not wasted. Every moment of your life is not wasted. You are appointed and anointed for the times and the seasons that you were born in. You are not ordinary. And we must understand as people of God that we are not ordinary. I don't care who you are. I don't care how big you are, how small you are, how irrelevant you are, how poor you are, how uneducated you are. As long as you have the seed of Christ inside of you, as long as you have the spirit of God inside of you, as long as you have been born with the blood, you have been bought with the blood of Yeshua, the pure blood of Almighty God, then you are unique, you are different. Your life is not subject to the economy of this world. It's not subject to the civilization of this world. Actually, you were born for a time as this. Did you hear what I'm saying? Do your part. That's all is required. Did you hear? When you do your part, in fact, this is the aspect, and I go and sit down. 
you should have Praise God. People of God must learn heritage and connectivity. Please, I'm begging you, please. Did you hear me, please? Please, I'm begging you, please. Learn connectivity. You are not alone. You can never be alone. You should never be alone. God never made you to be alone. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. I don't even care how much revelation you have. I don't care how much revelation you have. God will give you so much revelation, okay? And remove one small pin out of that revelation and give it to him. So that with all your revelation, you, you depend on this guy for it to be complete. And it will be so obvious that it was him that you got it from. So that by the time you begin to open your volumes of books and all your... <laughs> you will be able to remember that. <laughs> as, as big as all that revelation, if you didn't meet him, if you did not beat him, you will never you will be stuck. Sir, a lot of us are stuck. We don't even know we are stuck. That's the word that I don't understand. You are stuck and you don't know. You understand? You know, you 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 know you're moving and you get to a place, there's roadblock. You now start dancing to make that roadblock another wave of revelation. You can't move from there. Auntie Pasuche comes and tells you, what, oh, okay, what are you doing? Say, I'm dancing. Okay. Can you just, excuse me. And he will just touch something. And then the door you never knew was there. We just open. So you need him. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. I always talk about the breastplate of righteousness. Without it, you can't come into the holy place. You can't see your father. I don't know. I'm yet to know the answer. But without it, you can't see your father. I never forget something. Two brothers. One went to see their father. And their father asked the one that came. He said, where's your brother? He said, my brother is at home. He said, so what did you come here? He said, I came to see you. I can't see you without your brother. I just cannot see you without your brother. So it means the father had something in mind. That he wanted both brothers to understand. That both of them should be together. So if you want to be a champion. You didn't fornicate. You didn't steal. You didn't commit adultery. You are a holy man. You are so holy that you don't want your brother that they wrote about in the newspaper last week that he embezzled church money. But he's sorry. And then you yourself, because you are so holy, you don't want to connect to him. If your brother was caught stealing, go and stand with him. Did you hear? Carry the shame, his shame on your head. Don't go and point to him and say, you see, he stole, he stole, he stole, he stole. He's your br Listen, okay, who are you? Maybe I should go and sit down, Pastor Dilly. <laughs> Do you get me? 
Now, when you understand that, God now says, oh, they understand now. So they need to move to the next level. They need to understand that we are a people. You know that guy? He says, I'm standing on the mountaintop now. And I'm seeing the promised land. He says, I might, not go, I might not be able to go there with you guys. Okay? But if you guys have gone there, then I also have gone with you. It's not about you. If you have gotten so much revelations and that you have, you have been able to capture a whole lot of territories in the kingdom and you turn back, your brethren are far away. Don't continue running so that you can finish. I collect the crown. Okay? Your brothers. Hallelujah. The people of this world understand this. They have different aspects of evil. They have, have you ever seen robbery? Have you ever seen people who are planning how to rob a major bank? There's the master planner. The master planner knows that he needs somebody who can unlock the safe. And then they need somebody who can operate the dynamite and do it well. They also need somebody who can drive. I hope you hear what I'm saying. So that master planner has to make sure that he gets all the aspects of that, that, that plan to steal. He has to make sure that every single person, he got the best of all. And then they all come together and they make their plan. Every single one of them makes, they have to understand commitment. You don't, you don't steal. The guy who is driving cannot carry the money around. And they will share their money, share it equally. Or share it as they plan to. Nobody breaks rank. Now, that is what we are up against. In this present age, did you hear? In this present age, I understand they will not even give you any position in government, in some nations, if they don't have something against you. They will check your history and saw that you stole some money when you were governor of Akwaibon State. And you were one of those that <laughs> created one pipe was siphoning the oil from one part of uh, of worry. <laughs> and then you, the pension fund <laughs> that they kept in your... <laughs> so, but if they now see this guy, what does something? Ah, that guy, that clean guy. You're not thief, no. You know they carry women, no. Ha. Huh. If they drink, you don't kill anybody. You don't kill anybody. We don't need him, I beg. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? So they have to have something against you so they can hold you and they are sure that you will not betray them. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. So they understand these things. But people of God, I just want to... I'm too righteous. I can't allow myself to be stained. Hey, when you reach there, all of them, they will still say, okay, hold on. You know, did, do you know that in Revelation, they told some people, say, they say, how, more, how long, Lord? How long will you avenge those? You know? They say, I, I bet, these people are making too much noise. I bet, find white garment. Give them, I say, just tell them to just wait. There are other people who are going to lose their lives. Do you understand? The number has to be complete. 
I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. So the first person who can imagine how long that guy will be waiting. Huh? Praise the Lord. Pastor Dele. Can Francis say something in 10 minutes? Just to... Huh? Just so that he can go from there. Just an, uh, an overview of what you've been teaching. Hallelujah. Oh, that's mine. Thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We are not alone. We don't function in isolation, everlasting Father. There is a context, Lord God, for this, our victory, Lord Jesus. There is a context, everlasting Father. In this body, in this community, Lord God, this cosmic, interdimensional community, Lord God, of seekers of Jesus. Everlasting Father, we function in this context. We thrive in this context. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Hallelujah. Amen. Hmm. Wow, that was so powerful. Amen. How many of you were blessed by that? Amen. Hallelujah. We don't function in isolation. Amen. And God doesn't want us to, I guess in God's wisdom, he set us up so that we are not, um, God has given us things for to our advantage, if that makes sense. Amen. And if you, for whatever reason, whether by ignorance, whether because you're very smart, amen, or you've come up with a, yeah, usually because we think we're very smart, amen, or we think we'll find a better way. When we think we're smart, it doesn't always sound like I'm smarter than God. It might be that you think this way might be more ideal right now, right? And in the effort of doing that, you disregard the advantage that God has given you. Hallelujah. Papa just spoke extensively now on the advantage of heritage, commonwealth, amen, not isolating yourself, amen. And I feel like this is so crucial given, you know, the concept of everything that we've been saying so far in understanding even like how in our engagement of God's word, if we try to engage God's word, abandoning the practices, amen, the culture of our ancestors, amen, we are disregarding advantages. I feel like our Christian walk, and I was talking to someone, he was dealing with, with lust in an era of his, well, he was dealing with lust, <laughs> hallelujah. And he was asking me some questions. I explained to him that, hey, bro, um, there's many people that don't understand something that there is a way that we are living our lives, amen, that we make ourselves so vulnerable to Satan. We make ourselves lively prey. You know, there's a way when you're going to war, there's a way you adorn yourself, right? Understanding that your enemy is going to be doing the same, if not more so. Your enemy is not going to be coming out butt naked, right? And he's not going to be announcing where he is, Right? So what does that mean? You want to be, you know, most soldiers, they'll wear camouflage, right? Camo. And underneath that camouflage is, bullet, you know, bulletproof, sturdy, firm armor of some kind. It'd be very foolish of you having been given, you know, that platform, amen, to disregard all of that ammunition, all of that armor, all that protection. That's what I'm saying, making sense. So in your Christian walk, you want to make sure that you are actually finding yourself equipped you're finding yourself, you're taking advantage of the things that God has given us. Amen? God has not left us in isolation. Now, if we disregard that provision of heaven, we set ourselves up for failure. And you're going to see that a lot of times when Christians fail, like what I mentioned, some people can, they might have gone somewhere and they're stuck, and they don't even know that they're stuck. That's the worst thing about some spiritual things that happen to us. When we failed, and we don't even have cognizance of failure. Who knows what I'm saying? There's a way you can mess up in an area of your life, and you don't even have any comments of why you messed up. I, I can, you know, I see young people they come to me and they ask me questions, dealing with different issues in their lives, and I just go on the Instagram feed. I'll just they'll send me a request on Instagram, and when I now follow them, I see who they are following. I'm like, if I'm following these people, I will have all the issues that you're complaining about. Who knows what I'm saying? If there's some things that we do, some practices that we have adopted, Amen. They are, they are so, um, what is the word now? We are disarming ourselves. That's the best way to put it, amen? You disarm yourself when you do some things. And we don't want to adopt these cultures of disarming ourselves. Rather, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 10, right? That the weapons that God has given us, they are what? Mighty, amen? 
effective. The language there suggests that God has given us potent tools. Amen. And what we want to do, we want to be skillful with these tools. In every, you know, if you play any video game, um, you would see that the character you're playing with is capable of doing a lot of things. How many of you know what I'm saying? You can see, if you go online and you watch, the way you know is when you go and watch a tournament, a video game tournament, and you see that character, they've, they've beaten you, they've, they've been using that, they've been using, they've been beating you black, red, and blue. Who knows what I'm saying? If you go online and play some video games, they will so destroy you. When you finish, you wonder why you even paid money buying the console and the video game. But when you go online, you see other people using the exact same character that you had. But what are they doing? Every tool. There's this game um, I played with my little brother um, in America. When, when we were hanging out in the U.S., um, I bought a game for us to be able to spend extra time together, whatever. We spend extra time doing many things. One of them is playing video games. Amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. Um, and so we're playing this game. And in this game, when, when now he understood how the game worked. And so in this game, you have interactive elements. You can be, in the game, you're fight, it's a fighting game. Well, I can pick up this chair now and throw it at you in the game. Now, I did not know that. But I just kept on losing health from what? From chairs. Not He wouldn't even have to touch me. He would just be throwing chairs at me. After a while, I went on and I said, come, let's, let's stop this nonsense here. How do I throw my own chair at him? <laughs> what is what I'm saying? I'm taking advantage. Those things are given to both of us to use. The difference is that when I walk past them, I just leave them behind and I keep on going. He walks past them. He just presses R1. And what happens? They'll release something. He might have a health disadvantage. But because he knows, or he's taking advantage of that resource, what happens? I, that disadvantage that he, um, he had is gone. Who knows what I'm saying? Another thing, too, is that apart from even that knowledge of context that I'm, I'm making reference to here, you know, what I just said now, there's also knowledge of even the skillfulness with the other weapons I've been given. So you're playing that video game, and your character can release a fireball that can burn 50% of the person's health, of your opponent's health. But... You see the indicator. It is ready now. Do it. <laughs> As in, you know, there's a way in video games, the health of the energy bar is full, letting you know that you can now deploy some really potent you know, damage to your enemy, but you don't know how to do it. <laughs> so you're seeing it there. Ultra, you're seeing the fire on the screen. Oh, God, I have so much power. That's what I'm saying. This is the struggle that many, many Christians, right? <laughs> there's so much inside of you in Christ Jesus. Amen. Sometimes you go for a meeting and what? You're seeing the indicators. Ultra, power, super. It's all there, right? How do we administer these things? Hallelujah. So we want to be skillful. Amen. Literally, like um, I used to play, I never played video games professionally, but I considered it because of how much <laughs> how much fun people were having and how much money. If you check online, if, how many know that a lot of people in this recession, people that are making money are online influencers and creators. How many of you know that? There's so much money on YouTube. There's so much money on all these streaming platforms. So it will not have been a bad business decision. I don't know about being, you know, being a dad, being a minister of the gospel. I don't know how that's going to <laughs> affect those aspects of my life. But as far as if it's just money I want in life, and just enjoy myself and not be responsible. Man, that is a wonderful direction to go, right? So I noticed that people who were playing these games professionally, that they'll put, you see people, all of them will bring $1,000 and puts it down, and winner takes all. Ah, who understands that? <laughs> you can make how much? $10,000 in what? How many hours? Four hours. You sit down, open that instruction manual, right? Down forward X, right? <laughs> who understands what I'm saying? You will see people that they will spend hours. They'll have their combo. They have these things called set. Learn how to put you in the setup, and they know how to keep on throwing that combo at you. So you, that you picked up the game, <laughs> novice at the game, no training, nothing, they will so finish you. Because you know why? They have in their mind what? $10,000. Who understands what I'm saying? Now, irrespective of how much that person is beating you up, you both have the same tools. Both of your tools are very, very what? The Bible says mighty through God, right? For pulling down of strongholds, but you have no skillfulness in these things. I'm giving a direct summary of the direction that we've been going. Amen. And we've been dealing with dealing with strongholds, amen, in our souls. Dealing with 
thrones of our souls, things in our souls that are, even though we are new creation in Christ, even though we have the fullness of God on the inside of us, our experience of these things are being hindered by these thrones. Yes, the Bible now tells you that's what the weapons of our warfare are effective in dealing with what these thrones. How do we deal with them? That's what I'm saying. Now we've been what we've been the direction we've been on so far has been using God's word in attacking. Can you put the diagram on the screen? That diagram, the resource, the thrones of our soul. A rough guide from Deuteronomy six on loving the Lord with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and expanding on that, making each of the references to the heart, the mind, the soul, the the strength, as pointers to different faculties of our souls. Amen. And using God's word, amen, to, for lack of better words, as a tool, the weapon of our warfare, to blast all of these things. How many of the weapons of our warfare are captured in Ephesians chapter 6, amen? What are they? Helmets of salvation, right? Belt of truth, sword of the spirit, amen? Shoes of peace, breastplates of righteousness, amen? I already said of salvation, right? Shield of faith, amen? If you go through all of these things, they're actually meant to adorn your soul in a specific way. So that in the, what about first of all, as the evil day? I know mean, the evil days every single day. How I many of you know that? The Bible says the days are evil. So it's not just one day. It's just that there's one day when your weakness is exposed. But every single day, those vulnerabilities are intact if you are not actively what? Dealing with those things. Everyone listening? Our desire, amen, is a skillfulness with God's word, amen, that would allow us to come into the experience of of our life in Christ Jesus. All of us have these tools. We have the abilities, we have the same characters, but you check some people are able to do so much more with the same tools. Is everyone listening? What is the difference? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Can we just put our hands out like this? Amen, say, Heavenly Father, we receive wisdom. Heavenly Father, we receive understanding. Heavenly Father, we receive counsel. Heavenly Father, we receive might. Heavenly Father, we receive knowledge. Heavenly Father, we receive the fear of the Lord. Heavenly Father, may your spirit rest upon us. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Can we pray in the Holy Spirit? Give us skillfulness, everlasting Father. Teach our hands to war and our fingers to wage warfare with your word. Thank you, Jesus. Can we pray? I, I, I observe a lot. I observe a lot. I observe people, uh, believers, and um, I see that we don't know how to have determination. Did you hear me? We are very passive, and we allow things to just flow casually without understanding and having a purpose and intention. Did you hear me? Uh, most of the times, we also think that the earth is a physical place. Did you hear me? We always think that the earth is a physical place. What we don't understand is that, you know, like they talk about Yeshua, that he's the head of all things. Okay. It says, both vis visible and invisible. Are you getting me? Do you understand? You know, there are different levels of visibility. I don't know if you hear me, and I don't plan to take your time. There are different layers of, invis of visibility and different layers of invisibility. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. Do you know that 
I can be in front of you right now and we'll be talking and talking and talking and talking. As while we're talking, I'm communicating with someone who is beside you and you won't see that we are communicating. Do you understand? We are in the physical, but there are, inv there are veils and force fields. Are you getting what I'm saying? That block you from some things. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. Did you get me? There are different layers of, of visibility, and they are in the physical realm. And there are different layers of, in, of visibility in the invisible realm. So there are different dimensions, which, and I'm not trying to be too spiritual or I don't want to be too mystical. I'm just trying to, the reality of things. There are spirits that govern nations, govern homes, families, govern ideas. Did you hear what I'm saying? Govern ideas. There are spirits that govern ideas. And it's in their hands. I hope you hear what I'm saying. And they influence and cause things to happen in specific ways. So you are, as a believer, most to that consciousness. Don't dwell so much in the realm of the physical. Thinking that this earth, you know, it's only believers that think that the earth is <laughs> unbelievers. Even the woman that says Gary in the market understands spiritual things. Understands that she can go this far if she engages spirits. But believers don't understand that. What am I trying to say? You must have a goal. It's only in the church I see where believers have a goal, okay, to actually find fault in somebody. When they see a righteous person, they, take, they determine to break that person down. Okay, why don't you see someone who is striving, and then take a decision and make a goal, make it your goal, to help this guy to get to where he's going. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. Did you get that? What about that? I hope you hear what I'm saying. Okay. What if something happens and you fall somewhere? Why can't it come to your consciousness? to find out what happened, why this happened. What can I do so that it will not happen again? I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. What must I do? Don't even bother, let's not even talk about going to, for counseling or anything. Just you and the Lord, do you understand? Or even you yourself, looking at, okay, this was what happened, and this is, you know, when this one happened, this is what, how it got to me. And this, when it got to me, at this stage, I was holding up before, but by the time it got to this stage, man, I just couldn't help. <coughs> I fell. Sorry, please. I just fell. Did you hear me? It's like you, 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 are, you are fasting, and then you are trying to uh, fight the temptation of eating. And uh, while you're fighting... You, don't, you like plantain. Somebody that just comes and fries some curry plantain and passes by you. Why did they pass by you? <laughs> when at this time? Do you hear what I'm saying? Why is it that it's plantain? Why couldn't it have been rice or boiler even? Why is it fried plantain? Did you hear what I'm saying? And you, you can know when you fell. Did you hear? And then make your own battle strategy because you should know that you are going somewhere you are not just drifting do you hear that your Christian walk is not a drift do you hear me your Christian walk, your life as a believer is not a drift it's not a holiday spree it's a growth are you getting what I'm saying it is a growth you are growing so, to somewhere. 
You are growing into something. I hope you hear what I'm saying. It's an education. Are you getting me? And you're supposed to have exams. Your temptations are exams. Did you hear? If you pass temptation, hey, you just got 50%, 100%. Did you hear? And your certificate is your body. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. So we must be intentional in this Christian work. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let us pray in the Holy Ghost. Those were downloads from heaven which we need to take advantage of. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. We exalt your name, O Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. When we were younger, we had this... Uh, phenomenon that happened among us where it was not just an event it was a series of events it was a situation type of thing whereby we understood what you called the prophecy of your time that is there's something God is doing part time and you need to key into it that thing that God is doing part time is a little bit of what God's eternal purpose is hallelujah you know, if you intend to graduate from the College of Medicine, there's a time you'll be in part four, time you were in part one. When you were in part one, you had not finished College of Medicine, but you were on the way. And if you don't do that part one, you can't go forward. So whatever it is that God wants, um, whatever class you are in, is a contributor to your ultimate goal and dream. So the prophecy of the times is actually a part of what God wants to do in the total, the overall plan of God. So there's always a prophecy of what is God doing now, generally in his body, and, and um, also which will be a subset of what God is doing in, it, in eternity concerning his people. Now, Pastor and Francis have been sharing about that and I want to continue, or that is my perception of what I think they've been sharing. Or let me say, this is where I intend to come in in that which they have been sharing. Um, because we didn't grow up in a nation, it becomes difficult for us to to harness spiritual, physical, and psychological um, resources in order to fulfill a common goal. We don't even have an understanding that it's a common goal that we need to come into because we are not a nation. Other nations have been helped, like the nation of Islam. There's a nation of Islam. And then we have, uh, as believers, we are disadvantaged in both ways. Believers living in Nigeria, number one, we don't have a national vision. Everybody wants to dissociate themselves from Nigeria apart from maybe our food. Now, maybe God is helping us our music. Everybody wants to be a Nigerian when it comes to that music thing. You know, I'm not saying you should go and sing that music, but you see, but God is uh, the most high God. And as the most high God, he steps out of the realms of Christianity and can use anything to lift a nation up. He will use whatever they have. So as rotten as the some of the music that we play, ah, God, I believe, is using this to cause attention to come to Nigeria. Even though the enemy is taking advantage of that and all that. You know, uh, Buga and all of them. You know, it's causing attention to, what are these, there's something about these guys. There's something, 
then maybe sports. You know, there was a time Nigeria was uh, about to really break into smithereens. And then that was in 1993 to 96. Then we won the Atlanta Olympics. You know, I can't forget about it in a hurry. Never ever really forget about it because it, it blended Nigeria together a little bit more. Brought Nigeria together a little bit more. When we won that, it created some bonds. So God can use anything. If he cannot, what he wants to use is his own people. The Lord's portion is his people, and Jacob is a lot of his inheritance. But if you cannot see any, if his people are not available, if you cannot use them as a tool, then he will take a hold of whatever you can get and use it. Uh, look at how Esther got into the palace. Esther was to be given um, the queenship so that at one time or the other, she may come into what you call uh, a place of authority where she could influence decisions. But how did Esther get there? The beauty pageant.